No my hi my Kitane Hortaka welcome to the panel RNZ National Wallace Chapman with you this afternoon. Well, it's been described as a staggering reduction in growth. National average house prices dropping below $1 million. Have you bought a house in the past year? Are you a little concerned? You can get in, get in touch with me. Text me, 2101. Big 24 hours in politics. A latest poll sees National and Act able to govern. And fallout continues over new National MP Sam Uffendale admitting he assaulted a schoolboy as a teenager. Also today, the cost of getting a ride if you use a wheelchair, wrote one user on social media, a 20-minute taxi ride in a wheelchair. Hoist van came in at $134. It's a rort. I'm furious. We discussed that. And you would have heard Olivia Newton-John has died. And, oh, what are your memories of Olivia Newton-John? Did you see her live? You might have met her or... Well, even worked with her. And as importantly, what song of Olivia Newton-John's should we play for you at 4.30? You can text me, 2101. With me this afternoon, Bootsy Marin, who's an urban strategist, founder of Places for Good, which is a place-making collective. Kia ora, Bootsy. Kana koe, Wallace. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Also, Connor English, former CEO of Fed Farmers, chairman of Fiberfish, that's a horse and calf feed business. Also, the president of eSport NZ. Connor, welcome. G'day. How are you? Great to be here. Are you a gamer, Connor? Uh, well, no. No, I'm not. No, but I am the president of eSport New Zealand, which, uh, represents, you know, we're the, we're the national sporting organisation for gamers. So um, uh, I'm getting to learn a bit about it, but I'm yeah. not a gamer myself. I So no, you're you're on the combine harvester, you're not playing Counter-Strike? No, I don't know how to play any games, Um, but uh, we've got a fantastic board and a fantastic organisation and and, uh, fantastic players, so uh, they're all doing all that stuff, Yeah, and uh, I'm just a president. Good on you, Conor. Okay, 12 to 4. Now, we discussed the All Blacks yesterday, the recent spate of losses. They're having particularly, or having a particularly difficult time, uh, but especially the bruising loss to South Africa. Uh, and what you could see was the utter dejection in the faces of those players. There have been some pretty harsh words said about the likes of Ian Foster, Sam Kane and the team. Zoe George yesterday on the panel reminded us to be careful on this, that people's mental health is also at stake here. And I thought, well, that's a good topic to pick on. And so so it happens a leading sports psychologist has written on this very issue in the last day, Sarah Chatwin. Kia ora. Are you there, Sarah? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. So here we have the biggest loss in 94 years, and you are sounding the alarm over criticism levelled at the team by commentators? Look, I am. It's a long time. It's a big loss. We all get it. But we do have to be really careful that even though we are a very frustrated sporting public, we have to be mindful that these guys, these players, do not step out onto the field, you know, wanting to, to lose. They are doing their best um, in a situation, that, you know, that's a little baffling and that perhaps needs a real reset. 
instead of the, you know, the slight tweak that it's getting. But we, we've just got to be mindful of how these players are handling things. What can this level of criticism, because it's, preen, it's been pretty gnarly, hasn't it? What can it do to performance? Well, you know that um, a man is a product of his thoughts, as Gandhi would have us say. So what he thinks, he becomes. Now, if you are getting a lot of negative input, a lot of negative feedback, and that is in the forefront of your mind, I mean, that's what you're going to be thinking about. And that obviously won't have a positive effect on your performance. So, of course, those kind of things go hand in hand. And as I said before, you know, these guys aren't trying to lose. They are trying to win. But we just haven't quite got all the pieces in the right place. Bopsy, your thoughts on this? Well, I come from a really competitive family, actually, sporting-wise, because my sister was a a NCAA pole vaulter. She was the first female. and. Wow, And we're lucky that there was no internet in 1998 because Mm. um, just Googling her, the second article was about criticism. And I think luckily for her, there's one. But if you have social media now, so much of the hate is I wonder if people realize that for these people, it's not just a hobby. It's their life. It's their well-being financially. And it has a huge effect. And um, as athletes in college, it's the same. A lot of these athletes in the NCAA basketball, football, it really affects them, and they're young. Um, so, yeah, I really think it's good that we're writing about this today because I don't think people realize the effect a social media post can have on the haora of these athletes. And you've seen it in your family. Yes, it was definitely um, – it was hard. Uh, I quit early on because I saw the effect of my two older sisters doing competitive rowing at UCLA and competitive oh. track and field. Sorry. So I – Sarah? Yes, I mean, that is frightening. That is incredibly scaring when, you know, the public um, and keyboard warriors, people who are not experts in this type of thing, can have such a a huge and negative impact, you know, enough to, you know, encourage people to pull out of their sports. We've got to look at this, and I think social media is horrific because it is so accessible. It gives you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry access to athletes. But I mean, I'm always very surprised that the people, um, you know, at the helm, the administrators, the coaches, just don't get players and athletes, elite athletes, to just turn the stuff off when they go into these competitions, pre, you know, during and post. Because this stuff is not right. It is very damaging. And it can really, you know, end careers in the worst possible way. So social media is just a you know, an added pressure that a lot of athletes didn't have, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But it is front and centre now. What's your take on this, Connor? Well, look, it's interesting, isn't it? I think um, life has its disappointments. And that might be, you know, losing a game of rugby or losing a business opportunity or or a girlfriend not uh, returning your call. Um, so I think we've got to have a bit of resilience to deal with that. Life just isn't a box of fluffies every day of the of, of the year. So I do wonder whether we're building enough resilience in our community. Uh, but it is exacerbated, I think, as the other two uh, speakers there are saying, with social media. And, and you're seeing at the moment uh, a dearth of people wanting to put their hands up for local government um, politicians. And I think part of that is because of the hammering they get on social media. And it's the same with our sports people. Uh, And it's the same with our teenagers. Um, You know, things happen in their lives and and the social media comes in there. So I think we have to sort of 
adapt our resilience so that we can cope with social media because it is part of our lives now. And that um, suggestion of the All Blacks uh, turning off uh, their social media while they're on tour, I think would be an excellent idea for the current uh, team because Good. they need yeah. everything uh, going for them. Good <clears throat> thoughts, both Bootsy and Connor. Look, what of those, Sarah, let's say 90% of the time, the All Blacks are smothered in praise. Dejection, deflation, losing. That is all part of life. You get praised nearly all the time. You lose a few games. Hey, guess what? This is life. Yes, it is life, but we're talking about a constant hammering and it's coming from all all quarters look these guys have experienced loss and defeat before and you know they have been you know we've been very gracious in defeat before but it doesn't necessarily need you know to come with such um you know in such an acerbic kind of a way and with such great speed and veracity you know it, it just is unfair they these guys are resilient I mean, they get up and they go back on the pitch, uh, you know, and they get to it and they give it their best shot. I think, though, that we're seeing more and more layers with social media of this criticism. And, you know, people didn't have to take this before. So it's very new. And I think it takes us a while to get used to new things. Uh, I do think, though, that the sporting public probably should aim their criticism in the right direction. And, I mean, that is at the administrators and the people who are making decisions. Perhaps, you know, lay off the players a bit. Kia ora, Sarah. Thank you for your uh, wise counsel on this particular issue. And uh, no doubt uh, we'll be having more of this uh, as the next test in South Africa looms there. It's five to four. Your thoughts coming in through about Olivia uh, Newton-John. Have you met her? Have you worked alongside her? But Liz in Hamilton says, oh, my goodness, it's a huge loss. My favourites are Don't Stop Believing and Magic. I love magic. That's my favourite Olivia Newton-John song. Can't you believe it is? Hopefully we get to play that, but it's your choice. Text me <coughs> 2101. All right, Bubsy, I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking how many RNZ listeners know their local board area because elections are coming up and oftentimes if you move around the country, like I moved from Lyle Bay to Auckland, so that's easy to know where I am, but moving from one suburb to another, you might not know you're in a new local board area and need to enroll your new address. And since elections begin and enrollments close this Friday, I'm hoping to see how many people have made the effort or even know where their voting area is. Give us a reason why we should care. Because it affects your speed um, in your area. It affects affects your park. Um, I had to help some local high schoolers uh, create a pedestrian crossing. And to do that, they needed to know their local board area as to where they present <coughs> um, that petition. Did it take quite a while to get that crossing done? We, we tried to get um, a speed bump in a former house we lived in. A spe- oh, it took years, Boopsy. Well, I think it's helpful if more people know. And right now, about 50% are enrolled. So if you want to speed up that process, I think participating in it is a big part of it. So, yeah, know your local board and uh, participate. Know your local board. Kia ora, Boops and Marin there. Uh, Connor English, I've been thinking. Well, well look, I've been thinking um, <clears throat> about our Commonwealth athletes, actually, in Birmingham, uh, including our eSport uh, athletes who are up there, oh, yeah. um, our very first uh, E-Blacks are up there competing in the Commonwealth Championships, which is um, 
it's in conjunction with the Commonwealth Games, not actually at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, but look, it's great. To, I just think it's great to see people putting in the effort um, and the discipline, the skill to use their minds and bodies to compete internationally. Um, you know, there's all sorts of New Zealanders uh, competing against all sorts of people from other countries. Uh, and our little, um, our very small e-black team, first time we've had an e-black team uh, go out, um, actually did pretty well. Um, and well, as you Good may not know this game, they, the uh, Dota 2 team, uh, which is made up of uh, players called uh, Fury, Tobias, Xavier, The Last and Magic. Um, so she Who, like are, they? Who John. are they? Who are they? <laughs> well, they're, they're our Dota 2 team. That's right. what they play as. Uh, they just lost to India in the bronze uh, medal uh, Dota 2 uh, game. So if they'd won that, they would have got uh, bronze. So that was actually pretty good. And our e-footballer, uh, he's uh, JMK King, uh, he plays as. Uh, he was second in his pool to Wales. He went on to win the bronze. So I think it's great that uh, not only have we done really well in our traditional sports, um, and done magnificently well in that, uh, but we now also got our e-blacks launched into international competition and in arena. Gonna, so, this um, is fantastic. Mm. I'm going to find out more uh, about uh, the e This is nothing like, uh, I, I know, excuse my ignorance, but this is nothing like the um, Space Invaders game I used to play in the early 80s, right? So you, you, had, uh, your, look, you, had, you had your calculator and you um, went... Do you recall that, Connor? I'll say, well, I'll say it's a few generations on from that. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole range of games uh, and uh, skills that are required to, to, to be good at it. Uh, but like we've got our national champ starting um, tonight actually with League of Legends and Valorant. There's 175 teams competing uh, and that's, that's about a thousand people and they'll walk toward, work towards uh, finals in early October. So there's a lot of activity in the eSport uh, area Connor. and we're just, we're just getting started in New Zealand. Very good. Connor English, Bootsy Marin with me. Someone says, Steve says do we have to wrap the ABs in cotton wool. They are highly paid professionals. Gosh, you guys have no mercy this afternoon. Stay with us, four to five. The panel right here.